You're listening to Bexer in the Morning, hosted by Spotify. Hello, Americans. This is Jeb Bexer, broadcasting live from Satellite 2. Good morning, folks. Welcome back to Bexer in the Morning. I am Jet Bexer, your host. And welcome to Season 2 of Bexer in the Morning. We come to you live from 2095 from the comfy confines of Studio 1A. Here we are with the on-air sign, shining brightly, our laminated map of the Hawaiian Islands and especially a blow-up of Lahaina Town. We're glad to be here. This is the first Sunday of Advent and the first Sunday of the liturgical season, Cycle B. You know, the Gospels this year, the next liturgical year will be coming from the Gospel of Mark. How about that? So let's get started. And welcome to the Christmas season. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving weekend. Our CEO uh, has no comment on that. But he said it was nice to see his mom and dad. Good to spend time with good old Izzy. And yes, we got to meet the baby. First Sunday of Advent. The first reading is from the book of Isaiah. And uh, it's a lengthy reading, but uh, I'll give you the gist of it. Uh, what, uh, what the people are saying here is, I don't know what the time frame is, but you know, Isaiah is the prophet from long before Jesus walked the earth. The reading starts, You, Lord, are our Father, our Redeemer, you are named forever. But why do you let us wander, O Lord, from your ways and harden our hearts so that we fear you not? Return for our sake of your servants, the tribes of your heritage, O that you would rend the heavens and come down with the mountains quaking before you, while you wrought us some deeds we could not hope for, such as they had not heard of from old." No ear has ever heard, no eye ever seen, any God but you, doing such deeds for those who wait for him. Would that you might meet us during, during, uh, let me restate that. Would that you might meet us doing right, that we were mindful of you in our ways. Behold, you are angry and we are sinful. All of us have become like unclean people. All our good deeds are like polluted rags. We have all withered like leaves, and our guilt carries us away like the wind. There is none who calls upon your name who rouses himself to cling to you. For you have hidden your face from us and have delivered us up to, your, to our guilt. So they're saying, you know, Lord, why have you gone away from us? They feel like God is, is gone, yet they still cling to hope. And they say at the very end, Isaiah writes, Yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you the potter. We are all the work of your hands. Thanks be to the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Very deep uh, reading from Isaiah as we start the liturgical season of cycle B. And yes, uh, you know, as we start the Advent season, 
sometimes we'll feel like, uh, you know, God is, is not with us or God has abandoned us. But that's, that's not true. Of course, we know that's true. I mean, a lot of bad things happen and we see what's happening in the Holy Land. All the prisoner exchanges right now, the hostages on both sides of the aisle. But at least they're being exchanged, right? And there's atrocities going on in this country, people getting upset, uh, committing crimes against Palestinians, uh, protesters on both sides of the aisle. But God is with us. Have no fear, folks. He is our Lord. He is our Father. We are the clay and He is the potter. Just have faith in God and in, you'll work on your individual selves. You know, we as a collective, we as a community, we're a big community. This is a big planet. But we can't, you know, it's hard for us to take care of ourselves sometimes, much less the whole world. So that's why we need to have faith in God. That's what this reading is about. We know God is there. It, sometimes it feels like he's hiding his face, but he's not. But he's not. And here we are in the season that celebrates the birth of Christ. The time that God does show his face in the form of a human being, and that is his son, Jesus Christ. So that is, that is time to, a reason to celebrate and be thankful and be, jo and be joyous. That's what this first reading is about. The responsorial psalm is number 80, 80. Lord, make us turn to you. Let us see your face, and we shall be saved. So that you know that goes in the same 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 vein as the first reading. Lord, make us turn to you. Let us see your face, and we shall be saved. The second reading is uh, Paul is writing to the people of Corinth. First letter, of Paul to the Corinthians. The short reading, brothers and sisters, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always on your account for the grace of God bestowed on you in Christ Jesus, that in him you were enriched in every way, with all discourse and all knowledge, as the testimony to Christ was confirmed among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift, as you wait for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ." He will keep you firm to the end. I made a little noise there, sorry. <clears throat> I'll read that again. There goes my laptop. He will keep you firm to the end, inapproachable on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, and by him you are called to fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks, thanks be to God. And then we get to the gospel, which is marked this liturgical season, this cycle B. The gospel acclamation is Psalm 85. Show us, Lord, your love and grant us your salvation. Alleluia. The gospel is short, but it is Jesus talking to the, to the uh, disciples. Jesus said to his disciples, Be watchful, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It is like a man traveling abroad. He leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with his own work, 
and orders the gatekeeper to be on watch. Watch, therefore, you do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening or at midnight, or at the cock crow or in the morning. May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all, watch. And that's watch with the exclamation point. <laughs> end, end quote. And that, that is the gospel uh, according to Mark. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, here I am sitting here. Pollux is just like paying attention. He's he's never been so focused. You know, he we just had a party. We we <laughs> we didn't even set the timer. We've been going all night here on satellite too. You know, in celebration of you know our second season. It's just a wonderful thing. This would technically be episode seventeen, but now it's episode one, season two. And uh, we've been partying all night up here. <laughs> We watched the globe pass by, you know, I don't know how many times that we've circled. But, you know, the part, the Pollux keeps uh, updating his playlist on Spotify. You know, Pollux's dance party, and we've been dancing. I, I am tired. My legs are tired. My back hurts. I'm like, geez, I can't even play. A, a, yet, I, if I played a, one more game of snooker, I think I might just fall over on my face. And, you know, I lost every game. And Pollux is like, I didn't. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long night, but uh, we figured out that if we don't take certain medications, we don't get a headache. So we're, we're off certain medications. <laughs> and, yeah, it has been a long night. That's the reason I'm a little delirious. Not desirious. Delirious. And that... Uh, we forgot to turn on the timer, and I think I have maybe one minute left. I'm just going to wing it. And yeah, uh, Advent has started. The shopping season has started. Uh, when the CEO was there at Thanksgiving last weekend, he said that they went to a store called Shields, and apparently they're going to build a Shields. I mean, we already know this. We're in 2095. So Shields gets built in Cedar Park right next to a furniture store called Nebraska Furniture. And in between Shields and Nebraska is going to be, you know, this uh, like a hotel convention center type of thing. So the cows across the street from where our CEO lives in Texas, the cows have been evicted. They're gone. <laughs> Move out of here. There goes the laptop again. And I wanted to tell you before we go to the break, uh, we've been doing some outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> Pollux doesn't find this funny. The you know CC two doesn't either because they're both you know artificial intelligence. You know they're they're uh, humor algorithms. You know their protocols. You know that we install in their 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 data banks don't really pick up on this type of humor. <laughs> but our CEO has compiled a, uh, some outtakes. That cut that are get cut. Uh, let me see. I'm gonna have to cut this out. <laughs> Outtakes that get uh, removed from the episodes that don't get aired. And uh, in this particular case, he has cut out all the burps that I've done on the air and compiled them into one file. <laughs> I can't even talk because if you listen to this file and we just might post it as like a special episode on season two the burp outtakes 
<laughs> we tested it on Izzy, and she laughed until she cried. So we just may put it on the podcast list as a uh, you know the burp outtakes, <laughs> what we compiled thus far. <laughs> you know, I'm going to take a water break, and that might induce another burp. So let's see if we can add this one to the list. Hang on. Yeah, you never know when a burp is going to arise, and the the recording never stops in Studio One A, so it picks up everything, burps, other bodily functions, and uh, you know the occasional noise from a uh, table like that, the laptop breathing, and me breathing. You know, sometimes the mutter just doesn't you know eliminate some hiss and things like that. But anyway, we're over time. We'll be back uh, to discuss something after these words and this wonderful music right after these words we're back and i think we just created some more outtakes for our our burp broadcast that was funny You'll see when we do the outtakes. Anyway, yeah, we're still playing Three Dog Night, even though they haven't told us to piss off yet, but uh, they might. I mean, when the Geritol does kick in. Anyway, our CEO is asking to sit down in the chair, and I'm willing to go take a nap myself because I've been up all night. So f for myself, I will introduce you now to our CEO, author Keith R. Reese. Ciao. Yeah, I'm here. And I was standing right behind Jack and Jack. I can't even talk because I've I, I've been up all night too with Jet, you know, and several of our female uh, you know, residents. We like to dance up here. But what I'm staring at is uh sales results of the twenty ninety five series. Yeah, I, I do sales, you know, during the Christmas season. I did one on November 19th. That was like the week before Thanksgiving. And then this, I, I did a test during Thanksgiving. Instead of doing it on Sunday, I decided, you know, that's going to be a travel day for most of the country. So why don't I do a sale through another service online? For This is for ebooks, not for paperbacks. Put the ebooks on sale on November 25th. That was the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Well, it worked. Uh, in those two weekends, in those two promotions, uh, the first one was 40 ebooks e sold. And then we're just talking about the 2095 series. You know, there's four parts. Part five is in the works. You know, there's going to be a 10-part series in the 2095 series, and we're only up to four right now. And then uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, there was another 38, 39 sales. So like 78, 79 books. And what was cool about what happened after Thanksgiving is every customer bought the series. That means they, you know, they paid the $4. That's all it costs for the four ebooks. They're a dollar a piece. Yeah, they paid the $4 to get the whole series. So every customer I had bought four books. That is cool. And I'm very appreciative of all the readers. And I think this, these are people that are gearing up for the holiday season to, to binge read ebooks. 
hopefully they'll like the 2095 series and some more ratings and reviews come in. You know, the first book that's been out for two and a half years now only has 12 ratings or reviews. And the it, it's just it's just a fair rating. You know, it's three and a half stars due to some liberal readers that got their feathers ruffled. But you know, since I do value liberal readers' opinions and their and their money, <laughs> and the, the fact that they're readers, you know, I did make some changes to the first book. It was a bit you know a bit much on the political side. Anybody who has the original copy of 2095, cherish it, <laughs> because that one no longer, ex no longer exists. I made some changes to the political part. In particular, a conversation between the main character, Nick Devereaux, and uh, the female character, I think her name was Mary. You know, they're sitting on a train on the moon going from one place to the next, and She's telling him what happened to the United States in the past and why things are the way they are in 2095. And I got, I, yeah, I admit I was a little angry after the 2020 election. And so I put in some things that were pretty rough, pretty harsh. They were true, but they were harsh. But uh, that ruffled some feathers, and that's what caused at least two or three <laughs> one-star ratings, you know, with no explanation. You know, one star. But we're not going to tell you why it had one star. And yes, that makes authors angry. You can hear it in my voice. If you're going to give me one star, at least tell me why. You know, if you just want to say the book sucks, one star. Okay, it sucked. So that means the whole thing sucked. I got to start over and rewrite the whole thing. That's fine. But if you just give it one star and don't say anything... That doesn't help anyone, and it also makes you, the reader, look like a jackass. So let's, you know, I don't want to call readers jackasses, but that what that's what happens when you give a person, give an author who works their ass off to write a book. And yes, I know this is a Catholic podcast, but I can say ass on the air. <laughs> let's be honest here. Do you know how hard it is to write a novel? Most of you are probably shaking your head and saying, no, I do not. All I know how to do is read them. And that's cool. You know, I used to be a reader myself, but now I'm a writer and a reader. And I know what, what it takes, the blood and sweat that goes into a novel, just one. And I've written 17, folks. So I know what it takes to write a novel. And to sit there and say one star without an explanation is pretty insulting, wouldn't you think? I mean, if you're going to give, say if I was going to rate a restaurant, you know, like Steak and Shake or the Longhorn Steakhouse, and I gave it one star, don't you think the owner would want to know why? <laughs> yes, they would. Even if I just said the steak sucked. That would have given them, given them a little, just a tiny little bit of feedback. One person gave me a one-star one, one rating on the book called The Brazilian. Yes, that book was a good story, but it needed a lot more editing. It was rushed, I admit that. That's the reason I re-edited re it 
at least two times, and it's still not the best story in the world. I mean, the story is fantastic, but the writing and editing was lacking because, you know, I wrote that story back in 2007 and 8. But yeah, what they did, and I have a feeling I know who, who did this to the Brazilian. I'm not going to name names, but I think I know who it was, and they did not read the book. It was just to get back at me. This rating was done in 2014, so it kind of coincides with certain events. But what they did is they put one star on the Brazilian and said, absolute drivel. If I could give it zero stars, I would. And you know, I complained to Amazon about that. I said, you know, this is a person that is not a verified purchase. They did not read the book. They were angry at me. Amazon said, we don't care. We're leaving it up there. And so that one star review, you know, absolute drivel, has hurt that book for the last nine years. The only way I can sell it is in person. So it just sits there. And it's a great story. If the Brazilian were made into a movie, it would be popular. It might even be you know, like an award winner, you know, if it was made right. But that's the Brazilian, my second book. Been held back by a person that was angry. And that could be what happened with 2095 with the one-star ratings. Is They just got angry because of their political stance. You know... <laughs> A lot of what she was saying in that story, the character Mary, was tongue-in-cheek, tongue-in-cheek, kind of a, a joke, if you will, on the political, you know, atmosphere in this country. But it was taken seriously. And it wasn't meant to be taken seriously, but people did. And that's the reason I got one star. So the three-and-a-half-star rating on 2095 is being weighed back by angry readers. So I had to tone it down. I took out most of that conversation and just dwindled it down to just a couple of lines with no political, you know, slant, just uh, just commentary on, you know, what the character thought. And that was it. And hopefully that's helped with future readings of this book and maybe the ratings will go back up. We're hoping because, you know, for a 10-part series, you do want the first book to resonate with readers. Anyway, I'm going to drink some water and wrap this up. You know, this is, I'll make some noise while I'm talking. The first episode of season two. That means we're going on with the podcast, even though we have three or four listeners. That's right, only three or four. But we're gonna, just going to keep plugging away. And somehow in 2024, we're going to build up this audience for Bexer in the Morning. And here is the news, which will have its first episode soon. Anyway, we're going to wrap this up and go ride our bikes out in the freezing freaking cold. Because it is November 28th, and this will air on Sunday, the first Sunday of Advent. So get out your Advent wreaths. Pray the four prayers before dinner. You know, sit with the family. You start out with the Holy Family, with the, I'm sorry. You start out with the Our Father. Hail Mary, glory be, and then the blessing. It represents the four candles, which also represent the four Sundays and Advent. So start with the first purple candle, then the second purple, and then the pink for third Sunday, which is Gaudete, Rejoice Sunday. And then the fourth 
purple candle, which is right before Christmas. So if you did it like our family did, if you did it in order and kept doing it in order, that first candle from the first Sunday of Advent should be the smallest one, right? Come Christmas time. That's the way it's supposed to look. Get out those Advent wreaths, folks. We are Catholics. We are Christians. Let us celebrate the Christian season properly. For Jet Bexter, I am Keith R. Reese. Bidding you good day, folks. Bexer in the Morning is brought to you by our friends at Spotify, hosted and produced by Keith R. Reese and a product of Reese Podcasting, a division of K.R. Reese Enterprises. Thank you for listening.